Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Matthew, the second chapter, verse 1, reading down to verse number 12. There are many things that you will hear about this time that we're in called Christmas. But let me show you from a biblical perspective of what it really is all about. If you allow me to read it aloud in your hearing as you read it silently. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judea, for out of thee, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. I want to minister to you from this thought. Wise men still seek God. Now turn to that person next to you and say, Wise men still seek God. Let me put what we call Christmas into perspective. First and foremost, I want everybody to hear me and hear me clearly. There is no 
scripture in the Bible that you can turn to and say December the 25th is the birthday of Christ. What we have done in Christendom, we have looked at the time and the season. It was the harvest time. And we know around approximately the month that he was born. And so we take the 25th and we designated that as the birth of Christ. It is important for you to understand that what we call Christmas and how it's celebrated now is a far cry from what it was intended. If you go back into this account, the wise men began to seek Jesus. They came all the way from the east just to have an audience with this baby so they could see him and worship him. I don't want to get into all of the technical portions of it, but you'll see that these wise men, somebody might say there were three. We just read the text. It didn't say there were three. Where do we derive that from? We derive it from that they gave gifts. Frankincense, frankincense, myrrh. Those gifts were three gifts in gold. But it didn't say there were three wise men. See, some things we incorporate in Christmas that really has no scriptural bearing. They wanted to see him, to worship him, and then to present him gifts. Because, again, it was acknowledging the birth of this child. If we go back into another account, we'll find that when they found him, the shepherds, again, separate account, he was a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes inside of a manger. Let me say to you that God, the creator, came to this earth in human form as a baby. He came as a baby in a manger. Stop and think a minute. A manger is a place where animals are, and it is filthy there. So what he did was he condescended from his throne and glory with all of his majesty into a place of low degree. Why did he do that? I think so we couldn't point a finger and say, you don't know how I feel. Because some of us are good at that. You know, we can point fingers and tell people what they don't know about us. First of all, he knows everything about the human anatomy. He knows everything about being a human. If you chronicle the life of Jesus, he didn't stay a baby. He became a man. For three and a half years, he walked the earth, and he did what humans do. He got tired, as demonstrated one day. He was going through Samaria, and he was tired, and he sat on a well, and he wanted some water, and he asked the young lady if she would give him some water. We find him being tired. We find him being thirsty. Remember when he was hanging on a cross? They brought him vinegar to give him to drink. So all of the human attributes that we have, the Lord experienced. So back now to the baby. When the wise men come, Herod hears about this journey, that these wise men are coming all the way from the east just to see this baby called Jesus. Why? Because in Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, unto, a son, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So he comes and we call him Jesus. 
that name Emmanuel being interpreted God with us. So the, the wise men, they came all the way from the east to find this phenomena, this baby, this child. And so they followed the star. And the Bible said before they began to really locate him, Herod interrupted them. And he said, wait a minute, modern day vernacular. I heard y'all looking for somebody. Tell me something about him. And when they said that he was going to be the prince, the prince of peace, when they told him all what he represented, he said, hmm, I'd like to meet him. When, when y'all find him, come back and tell me. Now, if you know anything about the account, Herod wasn't wanting to come to worship him like they did. He wanted to come to kill him. That's why he said, what time of the year was it when you saw that star? When, when, about how long ago was it? Because he was trying to get a, a information so he could send people out to find this baby and to kill him. So he knew that they were not going to stop until they found him. Oh, I wish it was some people in this congregation right now. You would not stop until you find Jesus for yourself. Don't go off what grandmama and granddaddy told you. But you would want to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good. These wise men were relentless. They said, we're going to find him. So that's why Herod said, okay, well, when you find him, bring back word and let me know where he at so I can come and worship him. So the Bible said they set off to do what they had started to do. And they followed the star. And as they followed the star, the star stood still over this house. And they went to the house. And lo and behold, there was Jesus. Once you find Jesus... And I want to say this. Somebody, when I was young in the Lord, they showed me the word Jesus. But it was written in such a way, you had to really look for it. I, I wish I would have brought one so you could see it. But you, you look and you'd you be saying, what does that say? And you look and you, and you focus your eyes again. But then all of a sudden, you hone in on it and you see Jesus. And I don't care what they do, flip the thing over, sideways. Every time you see it, all you'll see is Jesus. I submit to you, guests and visitors, brothers and sisters in Christ, once you really find Jesus, you'll never lose him. These wise men, they found him. They found the Messiah. They found the one that they had heard through the scripture was coming. And when they found him, the Bible said they bowed down and they worshiped him. Can you imagine what it's like to find something you've been looking for all of your life? And they worshiped him. Then that's when they offered him gifts. Somebody say it's Christmas time. <laughs> that's all it means to some of us. It's time for me to get what I put on my wish list. Listen, I, I'm not here to the funk the traditional things that you might be wrapped up in your trees and tinsel and, and the gifts under the tree. But brothers and sisters, guests and visitors, let's not forget whose birthday it is. <laughs> it's Jesus' birthday. And how many of you know that there's a gift that Jesus would like you to give him? Nobody else can give Jesus this gift but you. Oh, I wish I had me somebody right now. I, I know that you all like gifts. Now, I, I'm going to say it like this. Who in here don't like a gift? That's what I thought. And I ain't even wearing my glasses. No hands are up. 
Because the truth be told, we all like gifts. We enjoy opening. It's the thrill of it. It's the, oh man, I can't believe you got me this. We are excited about a gift. Well, I submit to you, Jesus is excited about a gift that comes from you and you and you. Nobody can give him this gift but you. You might be sitting and say, well, what can I give Jesus? He's got everything. What, what can I possibly give the king of kings and the, the lord of lords, the I am that I am? How can I give him a gift that would even be presentable? I'm here to tell you, the gift that Jesus is looking for on his birthday, I might add. When you go under the tree, you open up and you tear up and you're happy that you got a gift. I'm not saying this is how he's saying it, but wouldn't it be something that he said, wow, here it is, my birthday. Nobody once said happy birthday, Jesus. Nobody once celebrated the fact that I came from glory to earth in a human form. It's my birthday. And they are happy. They got all the gifts they wanted. But it's my birthday. And I want a gift. And they can give it to me. But they're withholding it. What is that gift that you and you and you and only you can give to Jesus? I submit to you and suggest to others, the gift that Jesus wants from you is your life. No, he doesn't want you to die. <laughs> but he wants you to die to the world and the things of the world. He wants you to die out to the traditional meaning of Christmas and embrace and celebrate him. We say things like, and it becomes cliche, Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, if Jesus is really the reason for the season and we believe that, then why don't we give him what he wants? What he wants is a life that's surrendered and yielded and saying, Lord, here I am. I never forget there was a, uh, and you have to understand how in some of the countries where the gospel is preached, people are destitute and poor and they don't have a lot to give. So they were receiving the offering, somewhat like how we were receiving the offering. And the ushers stood up and the officers were there. They were passing the collection plate. And it was a child and he was looking at the phenomena about giving. And the person that stood up, they were saying, we really need to give. Give to Jesus. We need to give to Jesus. So it was time for the offering to be received, and everybody start going up and putting their self in, excuse me, putting their uh, monetary gifts into the offering. And uh, they had big offering baskets, not like ours. <laughs> big ones. So the little child sat there and wondered, what can I give to Jesus? They said, it's time to give Jesus something. So the little child walked down the aisle. Don't forget, now they got big baskets. And he sat in the basket. The officers looked at him. He said, all I have to give to Jesus is myself. Jesus, I give you myself. The wise men were truly wise because they left from where they were to go where they needed to be to get what they needed. What they needed was going to be having that face-to-face -face with the Savior that will forever change their life. How do you know that, Pastor? Because the Bible says that after they worshiped and gave the frankincense, gave the gold, gave the myrrh, then this is what the scripture says. And they were warned by an angel 
not to go to Herod. And the Bible says when they left him, they went another way. Jesus wants some of you to go another way today. Don't want you to go back to the life you left from, to the place you left from, what you were doing. But he wants you to come to him, surrender to him, yield to him, repent to him, and when you do, go back another way, not the same way you came. How do you do that? The Bible says that Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He wants you to be a new creation or a new creature in Christ. Let me ask this question, and I'm about to close here. If we really believe that the born-again experience, according to the scripture, where Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God, because no man can do these things that we see you do. And Jesus begins to just stop him right in the middle and began to tell him, you need to be born again. Nicodemus said, Lord, how can a man be born when he is yet old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time? Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter in to heaven or to the kingdom. Let me say to you, you can tell people all you want. When you leave here, you're going to heaven. I'm saying to you, God is not a man that he should lie. In his word, he told Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. Nicodemus scratches him. How can a man be born when he's yet old? Can he enter the second time? And then Jesus tells him this. He said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. For that which is born of the flesh is of the flesh. You, the, the birth, the new birth, has nothing to do with you coming out of your mother's womb. That's the first birth. But the second birth is when you're born again of water and spirit. Peter said it this way in Acts 2 and 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then he said, for the promises unto you and to your children, to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hello? He's calling. But the question is, are you answering? Are you going to be wise? Remember, I said you, the title of this message is, Wise Men Still Seek God. And I asked you to turn to that person and say, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? What are you seeking? Fame? Fortune, riches, the Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Some of us, we think if we get the money, boy, we got it made. No, you don't. Do you know there's some mentally disturbed millionaires? You don't believe it? That shooting that happened, that was a millionaire. Set up, perched, shooting over 200 people. He had money. It didn't make him happy. Don't get it twisted. Money cannot bring you happiness. The wise men, they understood that. They understood that where I'm from, they got it all. But I want to leave here and go seek one that can give me real peace. Anybody here want peace? You know, during this time, this is a, a, a time and a season. And this is why Jesus really is the reason for the season. Do you know that they have had peace treaties down through the years that on the 25th of December, all shooting ceases? Who could broker a deal like that but Jesus? <laughs> Who could say, I'm peace. The peace I leave with you.
The world can't give you. This joy that you have, the world can't give it to you. Only the peace of God can come from him. It can't come from material things. So please enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your family and your friends. But let's not forget the reason for the season. It really is Jesus. And don't forget, wise men still seek after God. What are you seeking? Thank you, Father, I gotta give you thanks because Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive, and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.